Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. We've got plenty to talk about. We're going to be recapping that 2-0 victory America had at home against Pachuca. We have a, uh, we have a house to go by for another week. Christian will let us know we <laughs> should bet the house on Wednesday. Um, and then, of course, we're going to be previewing the Cholos game uh, as we do have a double jornada this week and everything in between in this episode but as always let me introduce my co-host it is christian uh it's new york's favorite resident christian rosendo and uh brooklyn's very own aj christian first of all i want to start off with you how are you my friend i'm doing good ivan thank you i hope you're doing fine as well um yes no definitely a very exciting podcast we have today uh coming off a good win against pachuca and definitely looking forward to the game against jodos tomorrow Definitely, definitely. AJ, how are you, my friend, over in Brooklyn? I've, I've heard good things about those Pilates. I've heard, uh, I've heard you're getting the gains. A lot of people are saying that you're, uh, you're you're a very young Arnold Schwarzenegger over there. How's it going? <laughs> Man, I wish. But no, everything's going good. Um, had Pilates on Monday, and then I had aerobic training today. Um, I'm slowly seeing yeah. progress, so that's good. It's good things to hear. And then just college stuff, the usual, really. But excited to talk everything about Club America today. Definitely, definitely. And today, gentlemen, we're not alone. We are joined by a very special guest, someone returning to the podcast, a very good friend of ours. It is none other than Mr. Cesar Hernandez himself. Cesar, welcome back to the podcast. You know, if I remember correctly, you sent me a text and you're like, listen, there's just too many like East Coast based people. So I know you're on the West Coast <laughs> just to kind of like balance things out. I think yeah. that's what that's what you sent me in the text. You're, you're just like, you know, it's it's it, there's too, there's too much like a, a New York uh, situation going on over here. It's the same thing with whatever is going on with the Chivas del Norte. Like for, for some odd reason, there's like a strong New York influence. So we're just, you know, bringing it back to the West Coast. I, th- I think I think that's why I think that's why you brought me on. Right. That's roughly the premises of what I was going by. Uh, yeah. It had nothing to do with your uh, yeah, with your Cholo's knowledge at all. Um, <laughs> but no, definitely glad to have you on. It's always great to have you. Uh, like I said, you know, we're going to be talking Cholo's with you. Uh, we're also going to, uh, you know, pick your brain a little bit as to what you thought ag- against this uh, Pachuca versus America game that you, I'm sure, were attentive to. And yeah, uh, yeah should be an interesting one. So gentlemen, we'll, we'll, let's start off right there america plays and um, america played and host uh pachuca at home on saturday uh with a two nil victory um you know it, it, some people saying it was the best 45 minutes under the solari era we've seen uh so it it, it it looked like it was a very good promising uh a good promising game we got some pretty good important points to get us back on track after what happened against atlas and um just overall thoughts in general after the final whistle blew christian you know we, we get a good result. We get a clean sheet as well. What's your overall takeaway from this? Uh, first of all, I just want to say it was a good bounce back game after the little situation we had with Atlas. I think it was important for us to kind of go out there and show everyone that, you know, something like that doesn't you know affect the morale and the confidence that the team was gaining uh, prior to the match. Um, in the in terms of the gameplay overall, um, I thought, like you said, Ivan, I think it was one of probably the best forty five minutes we played under the slot in the first half. The second half, we it seemed like we went a little bit flat. Um, 
And, uh, you know, that, that's something that we have to correct going forward because, you know, to be better opposition, you have to go strong the full 90, not just 45. But uh, but definitely I'm seeing more progress in terms of us gaining more uh, creativity uh, cre- creativity going forward and more organized attack, which I think is what somebody wants. So definitely saw a little bit of that on Saturday and hope to see it more tomorrow against Cholos. Definitely, definitely. AJ, your thoughts overall in, uh, with this result? Um. It reminded me of the Atletico San Luis, just seeing that how this team was really hungry for goals. Every opportunity that they could get, they would take their shot. And seeing from this, when I look at stats, 18 shots compared to Pachuca, 6. So just completely, right from just looking at that, America were having shots left and right. And it's good things to see. And the first half, one of the best first half, as you mentioned, one of the best first halves in the Solari era, um, that reaches Sanchez Golazo, my goodness gracious, that was amazing. And Ustari, I'm gonna say, I don't know what the medical staff was thinking into keeping a man like that to play at that point. I'm like, let me take your spot and said, I'd sub him out immediately. I'm like, you're not playing, but hey, that's their loss. Um, and then it took us a bit a while for us to score a second goal, um, uh, to score the second goal. Well, actually, come think of it, it was pretty good, but it was one of the easiest goals Pedro Aquino would probably ever get in an America jersey. Just a great cross from Richard Sanchez to Pedro Aquino to head it home to make it 2-0. And from there on, everything seemed really comfortable. Pachuca, at any point in the game, really did not look scary at all. If anything, to summarize how Pachuca played, uh, Roberto de la Rosa tried to do a cross. He ended up just falling on the floor completely. And I'm like, that summarized Pachuca like their entire <laughs> season so far. So... <laughs> Yeah, but, it, it it definitely was was no. Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, but overall, just really sad as a result. The only bad thing, yeah, Sanchez got uh, Richard Sanchez got a red card, which was it was really silly. At first, I thought it wasn't intentional, but then to see how he ended up having to step on the player's ankle, I'm like, there's not much you can do there. But that's the only negative, really. That's a trifecta, right? Goal, assist, goal, and then a red, red card, card right there for Richard yes, Sanchez. There you go. What a <laughs> guy. got the hat trick. got the hat trick. Let's go. Says that I'm curious to hear from you your perspective yeah. on this game. Was it uh, was it a very convincing America or was it a very poor Pachuca side? What did you take away from this? It was both. I think it was 100% both. Like, I, I know you guys have watched more Medica than I have uh, so far this season, but that was definitely, you know, a very, very convincing performance from them. But at the same time, I didn't really have high expectations for Pachuca. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised that they haven't dropped their manager already because this wasn't their fir- Pachuca's first bad performance of uh, the season. They've been abysmal, like really, really awful. And I think... Some of that probably has to do with, I mean, I don't like putting the blame on just one player, but, you know, Maro Quiroga should really be, you know, uh, have a much bigger influence uh, in the final third for Pachuca. But at the same time, it's also really telling for them. I mean, not only, you know, De La Rosa having a questionable moment there uh, in the game, but also the fact that they couldn't, they didn't finish with that. They didn't have a single shot on target in that game. I think a lot of that, yes, you have to give, you know, at Medica credit for doing that. But at the same time, just Bachuca just couldn't capitalize on the opportunities that they had. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think, um, yeah, I, I think Bachuca have been terrible. I think, um, I mean, we'll see what happens with the manager, Pezzolano. Maybe they'll just stick with Pezzolano for the rest of the season. But for Medica, I feel like this is another step forward for them for what has been, what I imagined for you guys to be, uh, uh, Good 
but probably not the most exciting season. I imagine, I don't know how you guys feel, but I imagine this is like another example of America getting a result where you're like, cool, this is what America fans want, but maybe they expect more. And I don't, I don't know if that's 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 how you feel. Maybe because you know you know you want to get against a side like Bachuca, maybe like a three nothing win or a four nothing win. But um, overall, I've been I I've been pretty impressed by Solari. I've been I've been I think he's done a decent job so far, but it's just interesting discussing that in the context of America, because as opposed to other Liga Becky's teams, I feel the other Liga Becky's teams are just like thinking, wow, incredible start. Let's go Solari. But with America, I, I imagine you all of you feel as if the team is capable of doing more, but I don't, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel. I, I think you put it perfectly. Cesar. I think that's it actually kind of summarizes this whole season as, a, um, as a whole under Solari. It's we've gotten results, but yet we still want to see more because we know that this team can deliver more. And gentlemen, I want to allude a little bit to something what Cesar just mentioned, you know, uh, Pachuca had no shots on target. It was an off night for Memo Ochoa, you know, could have just called it in, uh, had Oscar Jimenez and that, nothing would have changed at all. Let's, uh, you know, as much as I want to give praise to the defense, I think I, I want to come back and maybe criticize a little bit more of our offensive uh, attacking side of things on, on Saturday. I think that we were, I mean, Angie, how many shots did we register? I think you said 18, correct? Mm-hmm. 18 um, shots. So 18 shots, and we were only able to get two goals out of this. Uh, again, it, and, and it, go, it alludes to what you were saying, Christian. I felt like it was a very flat performance in the second half. I think it were much pretty much on cruise control at that point. Um, and we had some chances, but we just weren't clinical. And is that something that we should continuously maybe start looking forward to? Because I know we've mentioned it in the past is we keep getting these one nil results, these two nil results, um, you know, it's small margins against oppositions that we should be, you know, no discredit to them, maybe blowing them out of the ballpark uh, from time to time. Uh, I mean, I just, your, your take on maybe our lack of finishing up top. Yeah, and it's kind of been the the story I guess people have been running with, and us being the most offensive team last year compared to this year, it's definitely been below standards. Um, but I think it's just all part due to like a transitional phase that we're going through. You know, new coach, new ideas, new 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 ways of approaching the attack, and players maybe still not getting the idea. But as each game passes, you are starting to see the players kind of you know, grab gravity more to the idea and how Solari wants to play and, you know, just returning players are only going to make that easier for him. I think so. I think we give it a little bit more time to see, you know, the, the, the four nils uh, in the three nils come. Uh, but for right now, I think uh, Saturday was a good step in the right direction. No, yeah, I, I think you're right. But I think there's something, too, that we have to take away from this. Because I know every Tudena loves to put this on uh, on on blast whenever they do talk about us. Is that under Piojo, we were the best attacking team and we had all these goals. And now under Solari, it's like we don't, um, you know, we don't really have that. But I do think what we do have with Solari, and I think we've mentioned it time and time again, is a solid defense. I mean, when's the last time we've give, uh, given this much praise to Manuel Aguilera? Uh, I mean, never. I don't think we've ever been that fond of him. And so the fact that he's, you know, he's he's shutting teams out um, and, and with the helps of, of Cáceres and, and the whole defense actually playing their part, I think that's an important thing to take away as well. Um, I thought I get that even when he was with Cholos when they, when was it Bioko who took him? I was yeah. like, oh, all right. Yeah, it wasn't that exciting of a, I, I didn't think that was the most exciting player that, that they brought over from the team. So I've actually been, I, I guess I've been impressed. I mean, I, I I imagine he's probably not your guys' favorite player, but Definitely I imagine not, no. that, yeah, but 
but he seems to be getting consistent minutes. And this is like, this is, I, I thought that once, you know, Bioko was gone, I was like, all right, well, maybe, you know, a, a new manager would find a new option, but yeah, he's still there. So I guess he's been doing all right. I don't, yeah, I, I, that wasn't, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he was bad in Tijuana. I was just mm-hmm. saying that just like, I don't know. I was a little more excited when Mauro Linus, you know, left for, you know, for, for, for America, left a lot more excited for Guido Rodriguez, you know, you know, incredible player, but Emanuele Aguilera, I was like, all right, decent, decent defender. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what we all capped him at was, was decent, but uh, he's, he's definitely, you know, he's surpassed expectations this season so far. And I think we've mentioned it, AJ, because he's playing for that contract. He's playing for that contract. That's that's (laughs) one thing. And then to it, it's it's, I think it's a starting spot really, because remember, Bruno Vaz can be coming back from injury soon. And then the question wonders, is it going to be him and Sebas, or is it going to be Sebas and Bruno? And that's thing what I feel like what most of you are going to consider. They want Bruno Valdez and Sebas as well. But at the same time, then you're thinking, Emma, one of the qualities he does have, if it comes to free kicks or penalty, he's kind of like your go-to guy at this True. point. He has, tw- he, yeah, has tw- he has yeah. 20 goals with America True. compared to his and zero in Tijuana, which it could just True. maybe just he wasn't once, you know, to maybe take the free kicks and pelts because Tijuana had other plays in this time. So yeah. that's like a benefit that what Emma brings into this America side. Also, their past, their past chemistry together, you know? Mm-hmm. Go, go yeah, they've won, they won a title. So <laughs> there you go. We won it with them. So there's that. Think about when people think it's bad. It's like we won, we won it with this guy in defense. So just food for some food for thought pretty much. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, no. But uh, I mean, overall, you're right, Christian. I think it's it's a positive result, especially the bounce back that we needed to have uh, against what happened with Atlas in uh, throughout the week, and then uh, for the team to come out, give the result that they did. I think pretty much, you know, mostly everyone that played had a good game. Um, at least a really good first 45 minutes. I mean, you know, Pedro Aquino getting his goal finally, uh, Alvaro Fidalgo which I know you praised him very much as well, Christian. I think he definitely was, uh, was, was, was very, was very keen on making things happen for America. I, I think if, if you go back and you look at his stats, hundred percent pass accuracy, um, that's hard to do in, in any league and in any level. So, um, especially as an attack minded player, because I feel like sometimes when like, I don't go on like sofa score and I look at some of the stats, like it's not out of the ordinary to see a defensive player have like really high like accuracy when it comes to passing but for but what was he play, he was playing as a cam a second striker probably number mm-hmm. 10 and that role that he was playing to have what was i think it was 43 out of 43 or it was something along those lines like it's pretty impressive that's 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 a reason why uh why Solari brought him over you know and yeah apparently yeah, yeah, having definitely. having a having having a quick impact so that's that's mm-hmm. i think that's really promising no, definitely. And uh, I mean, it just it speaks to what you were saying last week, Christian, when we were having a little debate. Um, well, I guess we didn't really get to have it because of the whole Atlas situation, right? But oh, like, yeah, true. We, what we were having off air um, came to fruition. And so uh, let's just hope he continues to adapt well. Of course, definitely. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what he's able to bring. I think this game against uh, Cholos is going to be an interesting one. So we'll, we'll see what happens and what he's capable of doing. I mean, but overall, a good result for America. Three points. And you can just kind of continue the season going, right? And and you know that the oppositions are going to get tougher and tougher. Um, and so getting these results under your belt is definitely you know a positive thing going forward. Um, anything else you guys want to add on before we kind of just wrap up this America Pachuca game? The only real bad thing is what people mentioned. They said the, the, all the, the second bad thing, they took out Fidalgo for Chucho Lopez. I'm like, damn, they just my boy like that. <laughs> <laughs> they just my boy. <laughs> 
But no, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, that's that's very much it. Well, we'll move on, but I just want to read Chris Rivera saying, I would love to see Fidalgo uh to shoot at goal more, which I, I think he will. I think but I think yeah, he's building up to that. Definitely, Definitely is. Remember, this is only his third game as a first division baller. He's only played second division his whole his whole career in one game of Copa del Rey with Real Madrid. So for a guy like that to come over to the biggest team in Mexico and to give two performances like that, it's definitely good good uh, good early showings. He's what, 22, 23? He's still fairly young, he's still right? Fairly young, yes. I want to say, say 23, yeah. Everybody loves to talk about the Real Madrid, you know, like connection there, but then you look at his actual playing time, you're like, "Oh, he spent like he was he not not saying nothing against the second division in Spain, but that's where he came from yeah. recently. So yeah, let's. I, I feel like got to be patient with him. Looks like there's some potential there. And obviously, he's a special player, but yeah, patience. Definitely. Patience has to be, well, a virtue for America at this point because I don't think we have any other option. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to definitely wait and see. Uh, but uh, Cesar, I would like you to maybe talk a little bit more. You are here to help us preview against the, yeah. the Trolls match. Uh, how did they do against Monterrey in their last matchup? Uh, you know, I, I I thought they did all right. I think Cholos have a tendency to really struggle um, in their away games. It's uh, it's something that's kind of become, and I know it's not atypical for for teams to struggle when they go like away from home. But when you really dive into their stats, we really look at some of the results. Like they really do truly struggle uh, in recent years, and I should say, what well, perhaps even for the entirety of their. Um, the history of their team do really have a, a difficult time when it comes to games away from home. So I think that I, I think they should be praised for their one-to-one draw rayados. I mean, despite the fact that they allowed an early goal, I thought that they did all right in that first half and they fought their way to that, you know, that away draw. And I think it's, it, I think that's still a step forward uh, for, for Tijuana after we've seen last, what we've seen last season. Um, we've seen some improvements from them um, after what we saw last season and it seems like, uh, you know, you know, their manager, Pablo Gede, I think he just needed a little bit of time. You know, there were rumors that, you know, maybe he was going to get dropped last season. Maybe they're going to, you know, if he didn't win the Copa Mekis against, well, actually, it just happened to be against Rayados. If he didn't get the win there, he'd potentially be fired. But I'm really glad that they uh, stuck with him. And you can see some of his ideas, some of his tactics really following through. And you saw that in the draw with Rayados. Once again, you know, it's not a win. It's not the most impressive performance. It wasn't the most exciting game either. I'm not going to pretend as if it was an exciting game. <laughs> you know, it was definitely one of those games where you can kind of, you're, you know, looking towards Twitter a little bit more. And you're like, oh, maybe let's see what's going on. The rest of the soccer world, like, I'm not going to lie. That's definitely what happened. But it's, it's still, it's still promising for them. And I think it's really, really interesting because when it comes to Sholos and what I've seen in recent weeks, um, I know a question I have is that, you know, I think they've done enough to get, to be a playoff worthy caliber team. And I'm not just saying, you know, a team that can qualify in the top 12. I'm just saying if there's a regular season, I think they'd be capable of being a top eight team. But now in this difficult run, when they narrowly lost the Tigres, when they got a draw against Rathos, or they're now going to be taking, taking on America. My question for me, what I want to find out is if they're truly capable of keeping up with some elite Liga Mekis teams. So I still... Honestly, I'm not sure. I, I, I think it's. I think this will be a big test for them. I think we've seen a little bit of, you know, uh, good and bad things in recent weeks. But I think at the very least they're going to be competitive. And I think that um, they did uh, have some of their starters uh, against Rayados uh, mm-hmm. on the bench, and they didn't bring them on until the second half. 
So I think that you'll probably see, my guess is that uh, you'll probably see something closer to Schultz's best 11 tomorrow, as opposed to over the weekend where you had maybe four or five, not, not say, I shouldn't say four or five, maybe, you know, two to four starters uh, on the bench. Okay. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Well, definitely going to be uh, talking more about in regards to all of that in, in just a moment when we start previewing the game for tomorrow, which I think you're looking forward to it as, as a big test for them. And we're looking yeah. forward to it as well as, as as a big test for us as well on the road. I, I don't think we've had the best kind of um, you know, results. And, and I mean, you've, yeah, you've, exactly seen, that, you've seen that live, Ivan. You're, you're, yeah. I have. I've seen it live. It's, it's, it's an amazing I, yeah. show. I will say that much. Um <laughs> That you never know what you're gonna get at those halftime. Uh, Are they eleven fans there or no? No, that's well, a right now, no, no. The because, only uh, two teams I think it's Nikaksa and Almasatan, aren't they? Are those the only Quad two? Is, Quad has recently announced that they could, they're going to potentially allow some uh, home fans. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this 20. week and for the classical. Yeah, and then and then Chivas said that they're going to. Uh, there's reports. Uh, Chivas haven't officially announced that they're going to allow anyone just yet but there are some reports that Chivas are going to allow some fans for the for the classical yeah mm-hmm. interesting but as it's for it. as for Tijuana it's uh, I think the numbers are still pretty bad um, yeah. in, in okay. the region so we'll see what the stoplight whatever says uh, right uh, yeah it was just very yeah. interesting how they do the whole stoplight situation yeah right yeah uh, yeah yeah for us here in the states it's more like uh, colors right it's like well you know if you're like on purple or orange whatever yeah. I think that's more of a California thing, to be honest. Really? <laughs> yeah, because we don't really get that over here. They said that they look very confused when, yeah. once I said purple and orange. They're like, what's going on? Well, I Not guess everyone's got a politics chat, uh, like chat, but Trump was basically like, you guys figure it out. So in California, it's like, colors. And then other states are like, I don't know. State by state. Yeah, no, but uh, well, we'll see. We'll see about this whole. But but yes, if uh, once everything gets lifted and you guys have a chance to go check out a Cholos versus America game, uh, do so. It is. Uh, I mean, I can attest to it. It's oh, quite yeah. the atmosphere. It's, it's, and especially since I mean, we don't have to go into this tangent, but just like it's fascinating because of the proximity, obviously, to the U.S. Uh, when it comes to Cholos games, and also because like I've talked with staff from you know from from Cholos, and they tell me that like consistently, it's about on average about 35 percent of fans like and Cholos games are from the u.s so oh, because wow. of that yeah. because that like when it comes to the bigger teams when it comes to america when it comes to chivas when it comes to you know pumas you know i would say it's about 50 50 in the stands if really? not especially with those chivas america games i'm tempted to say it's even more like 60 40 in favor of uh the visiting uh, team yeah, yeah. Really? So it's, it's 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 always a lot of fun to yeah. I don't. It's just and especially for a lot of those uh, fans from the U.S. side where they don't traditionally get like a lot of opportunities to see their favorite teams. So it's like of a course. big deal to see like a Medica or a Chivas. So those fans like definitely uh, make it more of an outing, you know. So yeah, if, if anybody's I mean can't go to the game that obviously at it, tomorrow at any point in the near future. <laughs> but once things are back to normal, we're, we're all vaccinated, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, all, yeah. we'll all be there at the uh, at the tailgates. Yeah. Tailgate's a good time too. Yeah. Yeah. Tailgate's always a good time. It's always fun. Uh, but yeah, if you guys have to. So, that, so that's to... my preview for Sholas Res Medica. Thanks for having me. <laughs> 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 I'm like, Thank you. Good night, guys. So... <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it, it, it's awesome. But uh, we'll get to that a little bit uh, in the episode right now. We're going to go through club news and everything. But before that, 
I do want to remind you that everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out Foot Cult uh, over on Twitter and, and Instagram. Follow them uh, and make sure you guys check them out at footcult.com. Got some amazing, amazing drops that they're just, uh, they just announced. And gentlemen, there's a potential new retro goalkeeper jersey out there floating around Ooh. so uh, if you guys haven't seen the tweets already make sure you guys go check them out and uh we might have a little something of a special drop coming your guys's way so Definitely. again go check uh foot call out and uh we'll be we'll keep you guys up to date but again thank you to our sponsors foot call if you guys like any of their products you guys can use the discount code eep at checkout to get 10 percent off again that is discount code eep at checkout to get 10 percent off all right go up and use Christian, you're going to fill us all in in what's going on in and around the world of Coapa. Injury news, um, Bruno Valdez, is he going to be back for Cholos? Probably not. But, Probably not, um, no. You're right, um, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anything in and around, I know that we've had a bit of uh, drama within uh, within uh, former coaches and, of, and, and you know, players and, yeah. and everything going on in and around that. And then, of course, we have uh, the big news that happened last week which was uh, America playing against Monterrey in a friendly in Dallas for this upcoming month on March 27th. You'll have more details on that. So talk to us more about what's going on in and around Coapa. Definitely. So that's obviously the biggest news right here. Uh, March 27th, they're coming to Dallas. Uh, but like Ivan said, we'll have more details on that uh, in the upcoming podcast. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the terms of injury, Bruno Valdez is set to come back. Not this week, not next game, but hopefully, hopefully he can get some minutes this weekend with the, with the under 20s. And then hopefully he can uh, feature on the bench uh, for the following week. Um, so definitely looking forward to Bruno Valdez's return. Definitely going to strengthen our defense just a little bit more. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that. And uh, in terms of the game tomorrow, um, they it is confirmed that Giovanni dos Santos will not make the trip to Tijuana. Uh, he is having some muscular issues. Um, and they and this kind of just kind of just, just exaggerated with everything, exaggerate right? everyone in the Twitter world. And then Piajo came out and saying that you know it's nothing new that you know. I brought Gio over because of his talent, and but his injury is just, you know, messed with everything. And it turns into this big thing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting to hear both of your guys' opinion on this. Um, why is Piojo still doing this? Because he wants to stay relevant because he doesn't even have a job. He's just staying at home doing absolutely nothing except probably sending videos um, to his fans who want to buy him for a gree or whatever. So <laughs> I don't understand what this man, like, just... He's trying it's, to stay relevant. It's that it's just I don't know. It's like trying it's to get that. It's like kind of worrying about this one mouse in the house that just would not leave. You're doing anything to your ability and then get it out. It's like, nah, I'm not leaving. Someone, someone watched the new Tom and Jerry movie. Um I need to actually. So <laughs> I, I it's kind of like what I mentioned when 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 he kept, you know, saying stuff in, in and around the press when once he got let go. It's kind of like the very like toxic relationship. Like he's the very toxic ex that will bring <laughs> anything up. Um, look, at this point, we just gotta ignore it. And, and you know, he's doing this for himself. Um, and I'm sure this will all kind of water down down the road. And mm-hmm. a year from now, we won't even be remembering any of this. So, uh, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know what you think, Cesar, because I mean, he, he, you know, I'm just wondering, is he still doing his like, remember when he promised and he is like, amigos, gonna meet us? Like, I'll be doing my like, yes, uh, yes. like, like weekly recap. So, like, if you want to watch, like, tune in, blah, blah, blah. And like, clear, like, I, I don't know what 
unpaid intern was recording that but like, uh, like <laughs> but like it, did he ever actually follow through with that I did he know, actually end up no. like like, didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't see any videos of him recapping anything, so I'm going to go with no. He just didn't keep his promise to it. Because uh, actually, how amazing would that be? Because like that would have been hugely entertaining. Like him just like I, I, he'd probably have like some sort of like terrible slideshow. He'd probably have like printed out like like <laughs> like stat sheets. He'd be like holding up in front of the camera. Oh, I would have loved to have seen it. But I, I, I'm guessing he didn't actually follow through with that. That's that's those are all my all, those are all my thoughts about him and the geodrama. I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine him criticizing the the um the players of the match. The match ends up getting beef with them on tour. He's like, I right, keep talking your stuff and watch what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. No. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, look, I, I I think this will all blow over by by the end of the week. And look, uh, we we're in that point of the season where I don't think we have the luxury to give. Of course, this any time at all. I think yeah. at any point of the season, that stuff like that, you know, extracurricular stuff shouldn't be, you know, be taken like to the heart or anything like that. You know, you have a season to focus yeah. on. You're in the middle of you know of a new transition with the new coach. You know, you you don't have time for any of that stuff, right? Yeah. So like you said, I hopefully all of that blows over. But it's nice to see the supports. Of uh, what is it, Ochoa and Bruno Valdez back in Geo? Yeah, Ochoa and Bruno Valdez back in Geo. Not publicly, of course, but they semi publicly with a retweet. And you know how far a retweet can go nowadays. <laughs> yes, that so, is true. Uh, yes, yes. It's, it's right. interesting. So, but, yeah, that's pretty um, much it around the news. And hopefully, you know, we have some more news in the coming, do- in the coming days. Definitely, definitely. Well, that is the news in and around Coapa. So, gentlemen, let's talk. Cholos versus America. It's that point of the season where it's literally crunch time, right? You have Cholos on Wednesday, then you have Leon, and then then you have Chivas. And so, I mean, you know, the matches are stacking up. And we mentioned that Pachuca was kind of a pivotal state, uh, a pivotal point in the season where we needed to see kind of a Solari imprint finally start blossoming. And we saw that. So that's a that's a positive thing to take away from from the Pachuca game. And now it's can we implement it away from home at Cholos? Can we do it at home against the one again? And then so on and so forth. Because like I mentioned, we have the Clásico Nacional in just you know almost a week now, which uh, it's going to be interesting how we come into that one. But first, let's uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves and let's focus on this match tomorrow. Cholos will be going off against America Wednesday, March 3rd, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 uh, Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Time twisters. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. <laughs> I can't do math right now. Um, but yeah, this one's going to be live on FS1, correct? Or or is it going to be on FS2? I don't know. Well, but you can catch it in Spanish on Fox Deportes. Yes, I'm, yeah. that's what I'm going to be watching. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm glad. I, I mean, shout out to all the the, the Fox soccer dudes because like uh, Keith Costigan, shout out to him. He does an incredible job with commentary, and also to like uh, Adrian Garcia, uh, you know Perez. There's a lot of like or Adrian Garcia Marquez who does a really good job, and Kobe Jones, uh-huh. all them. But sometimes you turn into FS2. Sometimes they'll change to FS1, and then they'll change to FS2, and then they'll like, and then and then they'll go on like, uh, and then they're like, and then we're switching this now to like Fox Soccer's like digital thing. They're like, what, dude? Just like, what's? Like, what, yeah, why, is that it, was why is there why is there a bowling game from their 2016 right now? Like on my TV? Like what's going on? But so I'm kind of glad I got Fubo recently, so I can watch the Deportes and nice. you know, interruption. So, but honestly, but but that's no fault to like Costigan and. Kobe Jones and you know yeah yeah the uh, commentators yeah, yeah. don't know no, no they do they do a great job yeah. the network definitely I was yeah, trying they do to great catch that game on when it was Monterey versus that make I was curious I was like you know I want to hear what the English commentary sound that it was on FS2 and I'm like that's right I don't have FS2 because I guess my kid provider doesn't have the package with it so I'm like yeah. okay so 
Yeah, no, that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a little bit of it's, a, it's a tricky. Issue. Yeah, it's yeah. tricky. Definitely yeah. tricky. Yeah, that's a world we're not uh, we're not qualified to talk about. Uh, cable providers and contracts of all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, so, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, so that, don't is, know. That, that that is until Comcast uh, sponsors you guys, and you'll be like, "Don't forget to watch on Perfect. Perfect. Um, but yeah, obviously this game is a big one but for both teams. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. the, I, I think Cholos are, are trying to make a sample of approval, saying that you know they're very much uh, a, a team to that's trying to be a you know contender for the playoffs, and then of course America uh, trying to continuously get good results and and build something under Solari. So, gentlemen, how does America come into this one? Um, you know, we, we're coming off some pretty good results. I mean, maybe the Atlas one, you know, uh, makes it not look so great on paper, but overall. You know, form-wise, I, I think America is looking pretty solid. Don't definitely not all at once. No, I'm sorry. No, I just <laughs> didn't know because AJ was moving his head. I talk, but no, definitely, it's, it's a big, good test for both teams. You know, of all the reasons mentioned, um, this is I think our probably our first true test. No disrespect, obviously, since Santos, uh-huh. and um, I, I think we've grown uh, since since that game. So I'm very interested to see how Slotty takes this on. And um, it's it's a pretty interesting too because he did mention in the in the presser after the Pachuca game that uh you know playing Tijuana we're gonna be playing on uh, on artificial grass, um so he and, and and he made sure to mention that so it makes me wonder if um if there's any extra preparation going into that, um so it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see his approach to this game for sure. Well, I mean, there was already some extra preparation. We saw that the team went and, tra- and, and mm-hmm. practiced today on artificial on artificial grass, uh, which I don't think we technically saw uh, under Piojo. Um, no, so I don't think so. It's 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 interesting. You you can tell that Solari takes this really really to heart. I mean, yeah. we've t- mentioned about the fact that he practiced at the Azteca. Um, you know, ev- the night before he makes sure that the that the players are familiar with the pitch. Uh, whenever it's a home game, and then. You know, now we see with Cholos making sure that the players have at least some idea of what they're going to be playing um, mm-hmm. in regards. Yeah. I've always wanted to, you know, because all we get here in the States is usually turf. You know, you're, you're blessed if you get to play on grass. Um, so I've Definitely. always wondered, I wonder what, what the Cholos turf feels like. You know, uh, it was terrible. It was, it was it was awful for years. It was genuinely awful. I've honestly, right. I've never, for, for a long time, I, I, I've like, I mean the soccer field that I played on, like in my, in my high school, I honestly think was better than what Scholes were playing on for a long time, <laughs> but they recently did renovate it. Um, the, the field is actually the same quality that they, they use in the NFL. I oh, think it was, okay. I think, I think it was from the same contractor that, uh, Atlanta, uh, United and the Falcons use. So it's like, it's much, much better now. Nice. Um, so it is, I mean, still, I mean, obviously I think there are a lot of soccer purists like me and probably like you guys who would prefer that it was on grass. Um, <laughs> According to the club, it's kind of like a, there, there's like some sort of like hot springs underneath, which is why they can't uh, grow grass, which I don't believe. And I think that's a little weird <laughs> thing for them to try to save some money. But uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, but as for the game, um, I mean, it's I mean, it's, I think it's pretty big for both sides. I mean, it's a it's a double jornada, you know, so I think I think this could really, you know, make or break you know seasons for teams. And although I mean. You know, you literally have to be you know terrible to not qualify for the playoffs. I think for teams like America and Cholos right now, you know, a good run this week. I'm not just saying like through you know a week or two, just like just through literally this week could be the difference between them being in the top four or them needing to take part in a wild card spot from five to twelve. 
you know, so I think it's very, very crucial for them. I would say that Cholos are looking quite good. I would say that Cholos are going to make this difficult, especially at home. They have a, you know, they tend to make things quite uh, challenging for a lot of uh, away sides who are, uh, you know, uncomfortable with the turf, who are, you know, a little unsure with, uh, you know, when it comes to the field or perhaps a little tired when it comes to the trip over to Tijuana. So I think Scholes will definitely make this uh, a competitive match. And that's actually what we've seen from Scholes so far this season. You know, even that loss to to Tigres that Scholes had, I mean, they scored two goals in the last few minutes, you know. So Scholes did a decent job there. And then even in the recent game against Rayados, they really pushed and were worthy of of getting a draw there. So I think I, I think it's going to be tough for them against America. I imagine I'm going to give, you know, because it's America, you know, and despite the fact that they're going to be the weight team here, I think America are, are still the the favorites. But I don't know. You 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 can't count Scholes out, and especially you know the Scholes team from this season who are really buying into the the Gede identity, the Gede you know system. You know, and mm-hmm. we'll see what system that is because sometimes Gede just wants his players to go all out attack minded for ten to fifteen minutes, and it right. really catches teams off guard. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that. Uh, tomorrow, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Interesting. Interesting. Now, let me ask you a question, actually, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, in the in the I mean, that's why I'm here, games, right? Right, right. In the <laughs> in the previous games, how have you seen Cholos? Now, you just mentioned that sometimes they like to just play pure attacking football, or do they sometimes kind of just manage the ball and you know let them be a kind of a protagonist in the match, uh, and just let it and let the other team adjust to them. I think for the most part, what comes to mind, well, I mean, first off, we're talking tactically. Mm-hmm. Um, Sholos, they're they kind of play it's a it's like a four call it a four three one two or four four two diamond, but they'll look to close down spaces real quick. They'll look right, to be okay. on the they'll look to be on the front foot. They'll you know, Gede likes his players to swarm the ball. He likes his players to be attack mind. And I think that's something that's been more and I, I guess the way I've described in the past is like attack minded soccer soccer is something that's synonymous with Gede. We saw that with Morelia when they had that yes, like definitely. really, really impressive run um in the playoffs. Uh, I guess it was oh yeah, back in 2019, 2020. everything's such a blur nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but no. you know, but I think I think what happened last season was that he still tried to play that kind of soccer with Scholes last season, but he just didn't really have the players for right. it. And then mm-hmm. if you look at the and if you look at the stats, if you look at the XG, and if you really dive into it, yeah. Sholos actually had a very good XG overall last season. Sholos actually, in theory, with their XG, they should have been a playoff team. They should have been not a title contender, but a team that should have been in the quarterfinals. You know, a team that maybe should have been pushing for for the semis. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen. So I think what you've seen this season is Gede realizing, all right. I'll still have my moments where I push the team forward. I still have my moments where I'm telling my fullbacks to really, really make these like deep overlapping runs. Nice. But mm-hmm. if they get the lead, if Sholos, or if they have a good, decent start, or maybe he's get his af- afraid of his team being a little tired, what he'll tend to do is you'll see now these periods of time in which he'll be okay with them sitting back, which he'll be okay with them mm-hmm. being a little more defensive. Um, nice. I, I, I think in the past you've seen. Um, some second half performances that have been really, really questionable. Um, I think uh, at the very least, what is a good sign for them is that in their last two games, I think they've been better in the second half. But I think he's, I think he's now not nearly as afraid to sit back, and therefore they're a little bit better defensively. But right. there's still, I, I still have my question marks over them, and I still have my questions 
over them against sides like America, like mm-hmm. Tigres, like like Rayados. If this was a, you know, if this was a Pachuca, yes, easy win. But against these teams, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Cholos have hit that level yet where right. They can it's get, one of those things you don't want it. It's one of those things you don't want to make it to the tail of two halves kind of thing because it's like, yeah, yeah, how much can Cholos take into all this pressure before they're like, okay, it's wake exactly. up time. Let's score some goals like the month they're in because when you were mentioning your stars. In a point of view, it makes sense because you got the doble jornada. So you need mm-hmm. to rest up your best players. And you're, exactly. When you're coming against a team like America, you want to play with your best team. So I feel like Yeda was taking a risk. He's like, let's see how this so-called second team could play against Arayalo's side. It ended up doing a favor because Manotas ended up scoring the goal for them at the very end, the eight nine minute. So it's like that's good, but it's the thing again with Shaw's fans. This is way better. This is a way better first eight games that they had compared to last week because they were getting blown out the right, water definitely. by like every single team. So, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, it's now where they, where they finally now the identity. Like he knows what he, he wants with this team. The mm-hmm. problem is, like you mentioned, since I he did not have the players, and when I'm looking. Yeah. The last time America played when we, they got obliterated 4-0, some of those players, you're like, they're no longer there. And compared yeah. to what the Shuttles team has now, they're looking really signed. Whilst you think they're sitting now in um uh in the repechaje mm-hmm. um spot right now. So for them just to see things like that, it's good for, it's um good for Shulz, but the same thing, it's like you don't want to play the risky game where it's like Let's wait one half. If we can't do anything, just sit back, see what can happen. Don't soak mm-hmm. up all that pressure because it's going to crack. And then at some point, if that uh, the opposing side gets the goal, the floodgates can open. And then at that mm-hmm. point, shows us me in for a tough time trying to figure out, okay, now how do we stop the goal scoring for the other team? And, and I will say really quickly, I mean, as as much praise I want to give to Gede because I'm, I'm, I'm really, really happy that Sholo stuck with Gede. I think he's... An, a manager that should be given an extended period of time and opportunity oh, with, with a mm-hmm. number of Liga Mekis teams. I will say that there is a little bit of luck um, in some of their first few games. I mean, uh, Jonathan Orozco in his first few games was incredible. He was, he, and I want to say uh, in the first four to five weeks, he was probably the, my favorite goalkeeper that I was, that I was keeping an eye on in the, uh, in the Liga Mekis season. I think you've had a, you've had a couple of performances where Fidel Martinez, I wouldn't say oh. recently, but I, I would say there was at least two to three performances where he just, I don't know, just looked incredibly motivated with just finding the back of the net. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think, I think a lot of teams, they need those lucky moments um, oh, in their successful yeah. seasons. I think that's that that's not out of the ordinary. You need those lucky moments in order, you know, to find a path to the playoffs or towards a championship or whatever. But um I, I think there have been moments where shows have relied on Fidel Martinez, on Jonathan Orozco. And I wonder against America if they're gonna need Orozco to have a good performance and if he'll be if he, if he's gonna step up once again. Cause I I'm he, I'm pretty sure he's gonna have a busy night tonight. Definitely. And oh, I wonder when Naveda score Ooh. from half field. Oh, yeah. There you go, Nave- Is Naveda going to get the start? I, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's right. Because Richard Sanchez has Sanchez the red. The that's red. right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. No, but go yeah. ahead, Christian. I know you, you had something else. Yeah, to no, to definitely. Um, when Cesar was talking about, you know, the periods of time where Cholos would, you know, likes to attack and likes to be more attack minded, you know, Ivan, me and you have been criticizing America for a very, very slow start. So who's not to say that? that might be part of getting game plans to come out strong and hit them early because that's definitely possible. You know, up until against maybe Pachuca, every single game, America started off very, very slow and it seemed like the other team was just getting on them. Even with 10 men, 
uh, the opponents were still looked like they were still playing with 11. So it's definitely going to be interesting, uh, interesting to see how Gede kind of sees the match and in what periods of times he likes to go out and attack and let's see if he can strike a goal here or there. I think more than likely, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think more than likely he's going to try to hit the ground running, especially at yeah, home. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to try to have a fluid attack with Sornosa, with Fidel Martinez, Manotas, mm-hmm. and others all interchanging through the middle. And then you're going to have, you know, Loronia and Brian Angulo pushing forward. But, I mean, because it is Gede, I, I think that does mean that you're going to have um, some opportunities, uh, you know, especially on the flanks, uh, especially if, if Brian Angulo is going to push a little too far forward and left. Vladimir Lironia is going to push a little too far forward on the right. Now you might see, you know, some some weaknesses in, in the back line when it comes to either Victor Guzman or that settle uh, starting in the back line. I mean, a fan of both those defenders, but I think because of their age, um, they sometimes don't have the most consistent performances. But there'll be there will definitely be opportunities for for a medic in this game. And 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 talking about opportunities, I'm curious as to what your starting eleven is going to be, Christian, and then maybe we'll see where these kind of chances can be created from, or where they're going to come from. Yeah, sure. So um, I have Guillermo Choa in net, Jorge Sanchez, Amanuel Aguilera, Sebas Cáceres, Luis Fuentes as the defense in the midfield. Pedro Aquino, Santi Naveda, uh, Alvaro Fidalgo uh, up top, Cordova, Linus, and Viñas starting. Interesting though that you put Vinas on there and AJ's even making that face. So mm-hmm. it makes me actually nah, wonder if I'm people. looking at formation is uh four three no four three three. Four three three. Okay. Yeah, That's what I was Yeah. But I think a lot of people would question this, like why give Vinas a start after maybe not having the best of season and you know, Henry bagging a couple of goals. What why would you slot in the Uruguayan? Um, for me, most of all, just giving him a chance. Uh, I think that this is a game where I think if you want to build confidence for a player and who's to say Vinas nets a goal here against a really good opponent, you know, that could that, that could spell a good problem in a sense, you know, having a, 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 you know, probably your best striker from last season, get his confidence back while having another striker who's, you know, picking a form. It's definitely all good problems to have. And I think that's what Solari wants. Uh, so I think so. I was going to use this as an opportunity for Vinas to get his confidence back. I like it. I like it. AJ? Um, everything is good. Just on the Vinas thing just only just makes me worry. I know he's nearly just given the champ, but just the fact being he hasn't scored since October 4th just scares me mm-hmm. a lot. It's like that's not good to what you want to see in Australia. Especially with 4 through 3 He's going to get every single through ball, cross, court, whatever that case may be. It's all up to him to finish the job at that point. Yeah. He's been a bit lackluster, but we do see so, um, some of that greens that we saw when he first arrived at Medica, which is good. Remember, the reason Henry Martin even got that goal against, who was it? It was the, it was the game-winning goal where um, Vinas got a shot, the ball got deflected, and then Henry like Things like that. Some moments like that would be great to see. If he doesn't score, if anything, he can assist either whoever's going to be right up front for the ball. Just give him that pass, and, and they can score. Build off some confidence, though. So it'd be interesting to see what um Venus, well, what Venus can do. And I'm also excited to see um Fidalgo get um get another start, and I'm um, Santi Navera considering now everyone's not having the talk after Richard Sanchez has been having a good um a good string of games well two games so far so now it's to see let's see if Nevada can actually compete against Richard Sanchez for that um spot in midfield imagine the the, the waves of emotion uh Nevada or as AJ was calling him on on Saturday Nevada <laughs> Nevada um, that was me that was Dylan I corrected him I was like yeah Nevada yeah Nevada is staying in the United States and he's like yeah Ivan's um um 
misspelling is getting on to me. How was your <laughs> It's tough. You look yeah. at that name and you you uh-huh. think it's like, oh yeah, Nevada. Wait, no, Nevada. Oh yeah, Nevada. <laughs> oh, no. If you think that, imagine what uh, imagine what Siri thinks when she's autocorrecting. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh. uh, but imagine the wave of emotion this kid's going through uh, after watching Richard Sanchez score that uh, that goal after oh, taking his starting eleven spot, and then after you know getting that assist, and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, I'm never going to start ever again after this performance." And then you see him get a red card, and you're just like, "Well, it looks like I'm up next week." Get in, so, <laughs> get in. Let's go. <laughs> No, but uh, it also is that you know I, I think he's going to come out uh, and, and really look and to try to cement his starting spot there, and it should be an interesting one. So, so I know you've mentioned a couple of players that you already think are going to be are going to be lining up for Cholas, but what is your your predicted starting eleven for them? I think we'll we'll see a much stronger eleven from them this time around. I think there is a reason why Gede uh, dropped some of his starters in the last game. So I think in theory. Um, uh, I think it's supposed to be obviously. I mean, Jonathan Orozco net, and it's going to be once again. It's going to be like a four-three-one-two, or maybe I just say that to sound fancy, but it's just a four-four-two diamond. Uh, <laughs> but it's a, but it's uh, but it's just uh, Jonathan Orozco net. You're, you're going to have uh, Vladimir Loronia as like the high pressing uh, right back. You're going to have, uh, and in, in the middle of the defense, I mean, um, Gede has switched Gonzalo Jara, or Gonzalo Jara has been in the starting element, but it's been a mixture of. Uh, Victor Guzman and Tercero um, going back and forth. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Tercero takes um, Guzman's spot, but it's between either of those two. You're going to have Brian Angulo uh, at left back, and he's definitely going to be somebody to keep an eye on because he almost at time looks like a winger, and he was probably one of Scholes' better players in the last game, so that's someone to keep an eye on. Uh, you could probably say uh, you know, David Barbona as the right center mid, uh, Esteban Pavez as the defensive midfielder, uh, Christian Rivera as the left center mid, Junior Sornosa as a 10, and up top, you're going to see more than likely Mauro Manotas and uh, Fidel Martinez taking charge. Interesting. Very good, strong lineup, and I think a lot of players that you just mentioned that we got to keep our eye on. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely gonna, it's painting for something really good, you know. And I think uh, Chris Rivera just said, you know, the matchup that everyone's going to be looking for is Angulo versus George Sanchez. I mean, that that paints it in itself to be a good fun matchup down on that uh, right hand side for America. Although but, I will say, yeah. I, th- I think it's going to be easier for I think I think Angulo can offer a little bit more because he has a little bit more experience in Vladimir Loronia. And I think the real weak spot for Cholos is going to be, well, I guess on America's left-hand side, which is where, I mean, in your ideal starting over, that'd be model liners, right? Um, who'd be potentially pushing forward there. I don't know if that, if that would be Cordova. I'm not sure who would be right there in the left-hand side. No, it, it, it definitely would be Linus. It'd be Linus. It'd be Linus. Okay, yeah, yes, but, it would be Linus, but, yeah. But that left-hand side is also our weakest side. Yeah, because you have Luis Fuentes there, yeah, who on turf scares me. but but i think the thing is though with just uh with Sholos, if you're if you're if 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 a medic are looking for opportunity and model liners who has experience playing on this turf and who has experience you know with this uh Sholos side i mean you're gonna have loronio pushing forward and then more than likely like i said it's either gonna be victor guzman or tercero and as much as i'm a fan of both of them at right center back and i think both could really develop to be high quality players who could potentially go to europe i think at the same time they're still fairly young they and because that they don't put in the most consistent performances so i think there's going to be some problems there on the right hand side for Sholos. and i guess uh, that'll be for opportunity for Madolinas, who has a lot of experience uh you know going down uh, going down that field and has no issues with playing on turf so i think that's something to keep an eye on for america 
Right. Definitely. And and gentlemen, let's let's be honest. This stadium is never a favorable one for us. You know, it, yeah. it, we, we never really come out of this with good <laughs> results. And, and usually they're either a draw or sometimes, you know, they're 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 defeats. But something feels a little bit different about this one. And I feel like Solari's planted himself uh, to, to try to get all three points because he knows how vital this is. Uh, we just mentioned our away form is terrible. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he lost against Monterrey, lost against, uh, you know, a draw against Santos. That should have been a one uh, mm-hmm. a victory. Uh, and then you have, obviously, the Atlas fiasco. Um, so it's, it, it's not looking good. Also, by the way, a lot of our away games are on Fox, uh, if you guys haven't noticed that uh, this season already. Oh, yeah. There you <laughs> Actually, go. Uh-huh. Um, but I, he, he wants to turn that around. You know, I, I think he knows how vital it is to get points on the road um, and, and not just one, you know, just one point here and one point there. I think he wants to get all three um, and he wants to inject that into his squad. And I think it has to start uh, away at Cholos, which, again, is not an easy task whatsoever. But I think we're all excited to finally maybe put this team to the real test. Right. Like you mentioned, Christian, no disrespect to anyone who we've played yet you know, in, in prior games, but this does feel like an actual test for mm-hmm. this side, right? Mm-hmm. After everything, it looks like we finally have our full squad. I mean, minus the Geo thing, obviously Bruno, we already knew, but it, you know, we have all our all, all, kind of everyone available to us. Um, and now it's just, you know, fielding out the proper uh, starting 11 and then seeing if we can take the game to Cholos, which I think is exactly what we need to do, Christian. You know, I think we need to match them and match their intensity, you know, toe to toe and and see which team can come out on top. I, I, I think Chris mentioned it perfectly. You know, there's a lot of speed in this Cholo squad. No um, and, and, and speed scares us a lot because this is the only fast player we have is probably George Sanchez in that backside. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll have to see how we can counter counter that. But um, I'm curious to see what you guys is thinking is for getting the three points. On Wednesday, how do you think America needs to plant themselves, and and then how do you think, or more like, who do you think needs to be in charge of kind of orchestrating this America side? Mm, I'm gonna go with Pedro Aquino. I think that he needs to continue his good run of form, uh, manage this Cholo speed, uh, and try to calm the game down when he sees fit. Uh, I think Solari feels more comfortable with with America on the ball, moving it around a little bit, trying to see where he can nitpick a few things here and there. Um, I think Bellerkin needs to get a little bit better and kind of picking out his offensive passes uh, and trying to trying to break down the line. So definitely look for Bellerkin to kind of be a player that I think is going to have the liberty of going forward more than Santi Naveda. And then in that, trying to make something happen uh, with Fidalgo and going forward. Okay, I like it. AJ? Um. It's just got to be Vinas for me, simply for the fact he, well, one thing, he's one of my fair players in the squad too. He needs that confidence booster. It's been a gold drought. He's not been getting that many opportunities ever since Solari has arrived. And it seems like he's just being forgotten about in the squad. Because to be honest, I feel there's times where people's like, oh, that's right. We have another striker. It's like the same thing with Nico Castillo. Oh, that's right. We have another striker, but he just can't play. It's just for Vinas. I feel like he's also just starting to lose that confidence. And it's just a name. Remember when everyone started calling Maravinas? Now we're just calling him Vinas, and that's it. And I feel like I don't want that name to just just go away, and I w- want him to end up become this other strike that's like, yeah, one-season wonder, because we've had too many one-season wonders in the America side, or we have strikers in this team that can score the goals, but they're just inconsistent. They can no longer just hit those double digits. The last, like I keep mentioning, was Christian Chucho Benitez. That's the last, but I think we ever had that's hit double digits in a season. 
excluding the Ligia. So it just would be nice for me to see Federico Vinas just get himself a goal in any way or to just help out whoever gets the opportunity at goal. Whether if it's just a pass, go for it. It's a good confidence booster. He gets himself involved in the play, whatever's going on on that field. But for me, it's got to be him. If he can get himself a goal, one or two, that'd be amazing for him. And then I feel like Solai, he can maybe start, he can start trusting him more. If anything, if he wants to ever go away from that 4 2 3 1, start out a formation that has two strikes. And you can see Federico Vinas and Henry Martin up front because I feel like. They do have some good moments um, together, whether it's one that's going to be scoring the goal and the other assisting the other, or vice versa. Interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah, I, I do think Avinia does get the start, or even if he sees minutes, I think he needs a goal uh, desperately, so he needs mm-hmm. to get that chip off his shoulder. Uh, but quickly, AJ, if Vinas does end up scoring a hat-trick, will you, uh, will you cut your hair? Oh, cut my hair, sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. There you go. Is that real? Is that officially, officially official? You're that is officially a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Someone hat- clip that. Scores a hat trick and do. He's going, he's going taper on the I'm, side. I was Solati Jr. Because, you know, I got the hair going right here. I'm looking like Solati Jr. So if that's the case, well, I'm a little Diego Ines when he got the haircut when he first got <laughs> put into the first team. So I'm going to look like him. Or Santa Navela. We have Christian go to AJ's house and just, you know, play him. <laughs> oh, record that. Yes, they can. You're right. What, what if it's four goals? I don't, know, I don't know how you up that even more. I mean, it's not going to oh, happen. What if it's oh, four goals? Four goals. Do it, do it live? Yeah, do it live. Ooh, yes, do it live. Do it live. Yeah, do it live. Look at this. Look at this power that I have. What if it's five goals? Let me go on from. Let me just go to the rooftop of of the apartment building and this guy just scream something out. I don't know. See what happens. But no, yeah, I want to read out something that Chris said right here. America needs to control the the pace of the game. You know, move the ball around in the midfield, work on set pieces, catch cholos when uh, you know they're still in transition because the counters can really cause a problem for us. And I I think we can all agree to that, right? So it's going to be an interesting uh, you know setup, and 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 we'll see. You know, we'll see. Well, we won't talk about what happens if Chucho scores a hat trick. I think oh, we shut down the day that happens. Um, Cesar, <laughs> uh, for you, uh, what are the keys for, for, for Cholos to, to walk away with all three points against America? I mean, I think what's, what we've seen recently, too, is that like it's not only just get a style that you've seen where they can throw numbers forward in the first like, 15, 20 minutes of the game, but he seems to have a decent backup plan now with Fabian Castillo. Because if we're talking about pace, if we're talking about counters, if we're talking about Cholos with speed, then you have to look at Fabian Castillo. And Fabian Castillo recently, he hasn't been a starter, but he seems to be so much more lethal, so much more efficient off the bench. And that's what he's been doing recently. And I think he's one of the best counterattacking players in Liga Mekis. And if it wasn't for his questionable decision making and his bad shot accuracy, he'd be a superstar in Europe right now. Like <laughs> that's for sure. Like, like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he he's a game changer. He really is a game changer. Um, and for Schultz, even if they, even if they struggle for a bit, I mean, I think you can count on seeing him in the second half and he's gonna, he's gonna add a lot of trouble to, to, to Medica's backline that second half. Uh, so that's, that's something to keep an eye on. That's definitely a decent backup plan that Schultz is going to have in this game. Definitely. I, I agree with you. There is the reason why America was looking at him as well, you know? So yeah, uh, exactly. He, yeah. Will, he will, he will definitely cause some problems. And so, 
really, I, I think the keys are are, are going to be in the defense. I think for both uh, for both teams, and it's you yeah. know who can be as, as as tight and rock solid uh, on set pieces and 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 everything really. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It does excite me because I do think we might get a bit of a goalkeeper uh, battle here. You know, Ochoa versus Orozco. Orozco versus Ochoa has always been a fun one. Yeah, um, I, I think I think that's the thing too. Is that like, I mean, a lot of Liga Mekis games, you look at them, you're like, ah, I don't know if this will be that exciting. I don't know if this will be that good. But honestly, I think I think with the progression that Solari and his like players have made in recent weeks, that you know that big win over uh, you know Pachuca recently, you know, where they definitely should honestly like they probably should have had like a three or four nothing win in that game, you know? Uh, and especially after, you know, pushing away any of the issues of the, you know, you guys getting three points taken away and to respond to that by getting a, a convincing win up against the shoulder side, which are looking pretty good, which seem to be trusting in to get a system. I think this is generally going to be a good game. You know, I, I, I think this is definitely going to be like a very, very exciting one. So no, 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 I'm not just saying that because it's, you know, I keep a good eye, a close eye on Cholos, you know, because they're nearby. But I, I genuinely think this could be a good matchup. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's definitely the game to watch. And hopefully, uh, hopefully everything we just said kind of, you know, happens on the TV. Because since we'll right. sit here and say this is going to be a roller coaster of emotions and this is going to be a showstopper. <laughs> and it's like a 1-0 victory with like a 77th minute goal and nothing happened after that. And... Uh, don't make it end but, up like that gen- that that game from uh, it was January twenty fourth where it was zero zero away and the only exciting thing that happened was a referee thing took like a good two or three minutes trying to decide is it a penalty for America or not and was just looking at Twitter is it they said no they're like I'm turning the TV off then bye good night everyone <laughs> I don't want that to happen again that was like the only exciting part so. so. Don't worry, I, I, I think we'll have some more excitement on that. But uh, all right, gentlemen, I think we've pretty much covered it all here. So Christian, tell me, are we betting the house on this game? Yes or no? <laughs> um, I like to say yes. I think um, I think America has the right tools and I think Salida will have the right game plan to attack this. So uh, yes, I do think that you you should bet the house. <laughs> So what are the odds? What are the Vegas odds here? Is this a well, metaphorical house right or your now, own house? Well, no. This is, no, no this is, he's, well. Definitely, he's, he's saying all, all of our <laughs> listeners should put their own house oh on this game. So if, so if 75% of you come back homeless, I'm going to apologize deeply because you listen to, to Christian. Oh, man. But actually, you want to know something very interesting right now. FanDuel actually has Tijuana as the favorite to win tomorrow at plus 155. So, America's the underdog tomorrow, according to FanDuel. So, basically, Christian's saying, bet the house. You're going to win house. a new house if America wins. In a house. sense, yes. You buy everyone the houses if they end up winning then. So people, are, people are moving out of cities right now. Market's hot. You know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. Uh, but, gentlemen, before we kind of cap this off, I, I want to hear you guys' prediction. And, Cesar, it's only fair if I start off with you. What is your prediction for tomorrow's game, Cholos versus America? I'm going to go with a 2-2 two two draw. I think you're going to see uh, a lot in the attack from both sides. I think Cholos have done a little bit of, uh, you know, they've been, a, you've seen a lot of good and bad from them um, so far this season. Luckily, it's been a little bit more good. And I think they've had some lucky moments that have, you know, hit into some of those more negative moments. Um, I do think Fabian Castillo is going to have an impact off the bench. I do think that things are really starting to click up top for them, um, especially with, uh, 
you know, Sornosa, you know, connecting with, you know, Manotas and also Fidel Martinez. So I think they're going to get a couple opportunities. I think they're going to capitalize on them. And at the same time, I do have some serious worries for them uh, defensively, uh, especially in the, on that right-hand side for them, especially against America. Maybe against other teams, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that worried, but I think they're going to run into some complications. But I know I think it's be a good game. Um, I would say I was leaning towards 2-1 to one America, but I'm going to go with the 2-2 two to two, um, draw just because of Schultz's form recently. Nice. Okay. 2-2 two, two Bet- draw. Betting no houses. No, no houses, no houses, though. no houses. Very though. smart, man. Oh. Very smart. Yes, yes, very smart. <laughs> AJ, what is your prediction? Um, I'm going with the two-one victory for America. All right, AJ's putting the house on the line. Uh, go ahead, Christian. What are you? Two, what are, two what nothing, you America. Two nothing, America. You think we we'll walk away with a clean sheet? Yes, in a brand new house. In a brand new, <laughs> <laughs> brand new house all around. Which I will say this much: if if um. If we do walk away with a clean sheet and three points at Cholos, whether it's a 2-0 victory, 1-0, whatever the scoreline is, uh, I will say colored me impressed because, uh, you know, a year from now, I didn't think that would have been possible with the defense that we had. Mm-hmm. But if Scott is able to, you know, make that a possibility, um, I, I think that's definitely something to to applaud, especially with, with like we keep mentioning, this defense doesn't get the praise that it deserves, but we wanted to keep it that way because the more the, the more they mm-hmm. get to work with silence, the better that they improve week in and week out. Definitely. Because so, right now, technically, we have seven goals against us, but we really don't. We only have four, right? Yeah. So, and and, you and that and that's that. That's we're the second best defensive team in the league right now. Mm-hmm. But that second that but those seven those three extra goals just push us up all the way high. So I think let's just keep it that way. You know, let's let's I, I like that, Ivan. Let's just keep it keep it quiet for now. You know, nice and quiet. Yeah. Although every time you remind me, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I won't do that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what is that guy's name again? <laughs> Never mind. It's not even worth mentioning him. Um, okay. Well, he's going 2 0. Uh, I'm going 2 1, America. I think that we just nudge it just barely. I, I, I think that there's, you know, it's going to be a, a, an equal balance game. I think both teams are maybe going to get two early goals in. And then I think America is going to find a way to nick another goal in and just completely go park the bus on Cholos. And, you know, it'll be a scary moment. But, uh, you know, kind of like this whole season has been, uh, you know, Troy seems to bail us out throughout the throughout the last couple of minutes of the match. So we'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, we got Chris Rivera saying, you know, He's going with a 1-0 victory. Goal from Henry Martin. Uh, Fred Duran saying 2-1 victory as well for America. <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, you wait, wait read part. it. Read it. Read the second part. America 2-1 goals from Villas and Nevada. He says, I'm betting the car. I don't want to become homeless. I can pick up a The smart man right there. He's like betting, the, betting like the car. He's betting the car. You don't live in you don't California. That's, that's a lot always. of buses. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, no, you, you can bet a sink or a toilet. You know, you don't always have to bet the house. Bang my toilet. or something. Try to explain to my try to explain to my family tomorrow why I'm uninstalling the toilet. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> <I love that. laughs> uninstalling it would it would be it would be nine o'clock for us. I said once that game is over. But in the East Coast, why you know why is AJ uninstalling his toilet uh, at midnight? <laughs> so if you bet a toilet, do you win a second toilet? Like like. You're just like, ah, yeah, like showing up. Uh, like, well, considering like, we're underdogs, I, so I get a second listen, one. Listen, <laughs> a toilet can get you a new shower. Get an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, get, get an, an upgrade, upgrade for yeah, a, get a new house shower. temple, anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, one, or, or, or one of those talking toilets. You ever see guys see the movies where like, you just talk to your toilet? <laughs> 
I, I, saw, Bob, I saw Bob's Burgers about that, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there you guys have it. Uh, whatever utility you guys want to put the uh, you know money on, it's 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 your guys' call. We don't uh, you know. <laughs> AJ's having a good time right there. Will AJ get a haircut? You never know. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we pretty much wrapped it up here. Uh, anything else you guys want to add on in regards to America versus Cholos? Um, I just hope Vida Martinez doesn't become the Ecuadorian Neymar like like we saw back then <laughs> in FIFA 13. This man have five star skills. I think a five star week, but he's disgusting. So may he not turn up in like a blurry America's defense. That's all I ask for. So yeah. That's- Definitely. I, I, yeah. I mean, you've seen, you always see those kind of tweets on online, like, oh, you know, uh, when was it? Like, I think whenever we play Mazatlan, they put like Real Madrid in purple jerseys. Like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, Nicky <laughs> did that tweet one yeah. time where he was. Like, so, so who, who would who would Cholos be categorized? I mean, who wears uh, uh, black in black AC shorts? AC Milan. And red? There you go. Yeah. So, so that that uh, that wouldn't count. Well, who knows? We'll find a we'll find a top European giant that fits the Cholos criteria. We have Conquer Champions coming up. Don't worry though. We have Conquer Champions. Uh so said anything else to add on? No, I mean thanks for, for having me guys. Uh, always good to chat. Uh Liga Meki, Cholos, uh Irresponsible betting uh, for all irresponsible <laughs> betting. Head over, head over to Wall Street Bets. I'm just kidding, just mess with you guys. But seriously, uh, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, yeah, no, take care of yourselves. Stay safe. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Thank you again. So said it's it's an honor always to have you on. It's, it's always great fun. Um, t- you know, to Christian, to AJ, thank you guys so much. To everyone that was listening to us and everyone watching again, thank you guys. Uh, means the world to us. We'll have you guys covered uh, tomorrow with uh, with this show's game live on Twitter. We'll be live tweeting everything. Christian's got you guys covered for that matchup. Tune in Thursday as we're joined by Miss Gary Torres uh, from the Lions and Podcast, and we'll be previewing that game on uh, for Saturday's matchup. And then, of course, join us on Friday as me and AJ will be talking all things Lady Aguilas. And we'll be recapping that amazing win in the Classico Capitolino. So, uh, plenty and plenty of stuff. Uh, there is no days off here on the EY podcast, is there, gentlemen? So, it looks Whoa. like we have a, a pretty stacked week all the way running. Not even till Sunday, because Sunday there's a game as well. So, uh, yeah, lots and lots and lots of stuff happening. Again, thank you, sister, for coming on. Again, to everyone, thank you so much. Nice. You guys have a wonderful time. Please stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Uh, do all the social distancing. And... Uh, you know, we'll be we'll be back next week to talk things all all things Las Aguilas del America because of course we have the Clásico Nacional to look at forward to as well. Okay, so you guys have a wonderful time. Until next time, take care and as always, arriba la América. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. This was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.